Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. You control. That means that you can call in at 603-283-6160. And are you tired of the oppressive rules and moderation of the big tech social media sites? Our Mastodon server at social.freetalklive.com can set you free. Mastodon is free, open source, decentralized, and federated. Multiple apps are available for iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Linux. Social.freetalklive.com. And with you on Free Talk Live today, it's me, Bonnie. Riley. And Mark, remote in Florida. And in the last segment, we were talking about how a European Court of Human Rights um, has said, they even ruled, that weakening end-to-end encryption in email and text messaging is undermining human rights. But first, before we get back into that, that we have Sarah in New Mexico on the line. Sarah, what's on your mind? Oh, yes. Hey, nice to hear from you. Um, Bonnie, you just got such a sweet voice, but oh, <laughs> thanks. I know. And you're one of like the nicest um, hosts there on the show. So <laughs> I just want to- Skeeter doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's another caller that thinks I'm mean. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. You were nice to me. So, but anyways, I was going to tell you that I'm so excited. Richard came back to our network company again. He was out for like a whole year. And then he came back, and then we had four people uh, placed under us in our group. And then... um, I mean, so, and then, so we got, we might, he winded up getting 18 free loyalty dollars. We got so excited to buy like $18 worth of free product. We bought two air fresheners and three, um, like mini size uh, lotions and all this. Um, so we're just all excited. And last month I got $18. Why is this so, exciting to you, Sarah? Well, you know what? Uh, other stores, that's one of the big perks that, when, when I try to get people to sign up, it's like, what do you offer? What's the perks? Well, that is the perks. The longer you stay a loyal customer with us, you have the potential to have, um, you know, have people placed under you because when they enroll people, they have to put, put them in your group. So that's the potential that you could get free products dollars coming up. So that's one of the people uh, things that, you know, we could offer then – than going to like Target or Sam's Club or whatever, people are just in the habit of when they run out, they go to the store and they buy it because they've done it all their life. So when they, when you have to make a purchase every month of a certain point, they're like, I don't want to do that. So then we have to give them an incentive. What's the incentive? 
So, so that, I think that is a nice perk, you know? So Sarah, to you, is, is it, it's, it doesn't compromise your morals when it comes to being a communist to make money um, doing this job? No, I mean, like it, I do live in a capitalist society. So I, I think I'm, I don't know if this is communism, capitalism, that's not important as far, far as that I'm actually doing something to help other people. We have really high quality uh, ingredient products and you get to learn loyalty dollars and I buy like many soaps, many lotions and I give them out as present because I could afford to. So it just makes me feel happy and it's a blessing to other people and when I send gifts, I buy this product and I send it to them, drop ship them. So it's a lot of fun for me. So whether it's communism or capitalism, that's beside the point as far as that I'm trying to help people and it brings me joy. And like you're saying, um, isn't that a chemical that's released by serving other people, helping other people? I was told, is it a dopamine or an endorphin or something? Hmm. One of those things. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who knows? Um, I, I know that it always feels good whenever you do something for someone else, like even just giving someone a gift feels yeah. almost as good as getting whatever you wanted I mean, or just as good or better in some people's opinions. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't really have an opinion on it. If their gratitude uh, is really well exactly. done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as, as, I was listening to Dr. Um, um, uh, uh, Doctor, uh, one of the PBS shows that was on and I got one of their DVD packages and then I was listening to all their DV- uh, his um, DVDs. One of the things they be of service, be of service, because it it produces these happy chemicals in your body, and then you get happy. I was like, wow, that was amazing. I I just thought you just felt good because you felt good. No, but actually, there's a chemical release that happens in your body when you're in service, when you're helping other people, and. I'm so happy that I got to give away all these products, and it does it does make me feel happy. You know, because I, I stopped for a while. I used to give samples out and give little uh, soaps out and give out presents. And I was like, I said, oh, they're not signing up. I'm just wasting my time and my energy. But I remember how happy I was feeling when I saw people lit up like a light bulb when they got these things. So I think that I'm a lot of, um, you know, like business owners feel good when they give a product or are able to put a product on the market that people need and find um, helps their lives and they buy it. And that's one of the um, factors in people making a business. And money is also probably the primary factor, but that's why I just don't understand why you're not a capitalist, Sarah, because I think that you have a lot in common with with what you're saying with people who start businesses. They want to help people and they want to um, get, you know, when you give something to someone, you, you don't want them to just be like, ew, I don't, I don't, like, you know, take it and then be not grateful. You get something out of them being like, oh, well, thank you, Sarah, for this soap that you gave me. That's very nice. You know, you that if they spit in your face after you tried to give them something, don't you feel worse? Well, you know what? It's not they, they, they never do that. They don't even want to accept it because they're so terrified that I'm going to bully them into being, uh, signing them up, wanting their credit card number and putting on an auto ship. They're so petrified. Um, no, people don't. People don't want to be bullied into buying stuff they don't want. Yeah. That's for sure. That's one reason I think MLMs are just not a good idea because like people are going to 
Um, just assume that you're not in it for the right reasons. Like, sir, if you started your own business, you could do all this stuff that makes you happy. But, um, you know, you wouldn't have to be putting people on auto ship and scaring them away and, and whatnot. What do you think about that? Well, this, this is this is kind of like they give you a 1099 form, independent marketing executive form. So this is your basically when you start signing people up, you're basically the CEO of your own company. This is your home based business. That is what they and like to you, tell you. Yeah, that's what they like to tell you. It's actually not the case. Well, but you know what? You do it your style. You contact the people that you want to deal with, you want to bring into your group. You do a, a meeting in your house, Starbucks or library, wherever you want to have a out in the middle of a park or whatever. You have a meeting wherever you choose. So you kind of do your own style. You decide what kind of food you want to cater at your home party. You know, you, you, you decide, um, you know, what you're going to, how, you know, who you're going to do. So, I mean, it's got the business rules. You do have to commit to buying 35 points a month and, most people, they don't, they don't want to do that. They feel like it's so stressful. Why do I have to order? I always get this. Why do I have to order every month? All at once. When it's, I don't need it. You know, but, but the thing is, they, they do need it. They order all that soap, shampoo, vitamins all, all throughout the month, over $100, actually. Oh. You're just doing it all at once. But it's just a matter of changing your thought pattern, creating a new habit. Once you get the new habit, it's a lot better. And you get a potential to get loyalty dollars. And if you sign up um, a couple of people or one person, you get it in check. I mean, I think, you know what? That's a lot better. Oh, but, sorry, Sarah. Um, I was going to say, I think that a lot of people probably are expressing to you that it stresses them out to have, to have to buy all this stuff at once that they don't need. They probably feel more stressed out about it than you because, well, they have a job that they work for for their money and you get all your money from welfare checks. Is that a fair thing to say, Sarah, that... Maybe it's not as stressful to you because your money comes from the government for free? No, it's the same amount of money they, they spend elsewhere. It's just that the stress, uh, they have to place it before the end of the month. And they're going to calculate what they're going to make the 35 points. It's more work or something because the, they got their hands full with their job and taking care of their family. and. That's what Bonnie's trying to say. Yeah, basically, like... I, I just think that maybe yeah. it, money is more stressful to people that have to work for it than people who get it from the government. But thank you for the call, Sarah. I, I'm glad that you're ha- happy doing what you're doing. Um, I just think MLMs, which means multi-level marketing yeah, businesses, are multi, really bad. Yeah, definitely they are. Multi-level marketing businesses are these businesses that have the hierarchies and they make it sound like you can work your own business, but then they actually really take all your time from you. They say, oh, you can do it whenever you want, but that whenever you want becomes a, a time sucker. Yeah. Yeah, there's no payment for training like there are with other jobs and things like that, but yeah. you know, some people like them. Yeah, I feel like you can only really be successful by like standing on the backs of other people who are struggling because, they, oh, they got put under you and... That's how you really make money. It's not even by, really by selling the product. In a lot of cases, the a lot of cases, I don't know about all of them, but mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, the products are overpriced. Yeah, they are. Or you have to buy your inventory and try and sell it that way. And yep. you just get a bunch of inventory that doesn't sell at all because people don't want it and you can't send it back to the company. And you're the only one in the cult. Your, your friends and your yeah. grandma and your aunts around you and, and, and cousins, they're not in the cult, so they don't see why this is the best product ever like this isn't any essential oil this is the best essential oil 
because of our cult's Dr. Young or whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah. So we have another caller on the line. Um, David in New Mexico. David, what's on your mind? Lots of stuff, Bonnie. It's really weird. Did you say that last night? No, last night I said lots of stuff, Bonnie. It's crazy and it's weird. Oh, okay. Like yeah. what kind of stuff? Don't be dumb. Huh? Oh, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So much, so, so much, so much. We, we can't even name it all. So we might as not, might as well not even get started. Um, what, I, I, what I called about, um, one of the many things I called about, or actually was, um, I have a story that's kind of entertaining about. Uh, you had your cop who had the acorn hit the roof of the car, and he thought it was a gunshot. <laughs> yeah. And on, on, that reminded me of a, of a story that I lived through. And uh, man, I barely survived, man. Um, hmm. And oh, but first of all, I just want to say, you know, you're you're. Uh, well, first of all, Sarah didn't create the uh, Babylonian money magic uh, uh, system, which led to your fiat currencies, which you all uh, hate. It's basically the thing you hate more than anything else, and that is what keeps your fake government controlling your lives. So, uh, as you're already doing, and continue doing it, and do more of it. You need to find a way to stop using uh, fiat money and being part of the Babylonian ma- uh, money magic system. Um, and then you can get your freedom through that. You can actually destroy your government if you can destroy their fiat currency Babylonian money magic system and use only real money like gold or Bitcoin or whatever else you, you qualify as a real money, uh, two by fours, sailboats, Mark. Um <laughs> But that that story, yeah, I, I still want to sometime I ask Mark about his sailboat. I'd do it now, but you made me think of this story. So um, uh, I have enemies, or I ha- well, I, I, I still do have enemies, but it, it, uh, it was pretty intense for a while. The, the, the dude that that uh, moved in with my, my baby mama ex mm-hmm. uh, a month after she, she moved out from me, and a month later she was living with him, and my kids were living with him. Mm-hmm. And he, he literally stalked me, the legal definition of stalking, there are police reports, and he assaulted me and attempted to batter me. Uh, and I, uh, I, um, uh, so I, I, I lived with, with that dude living in the same city. And this happened like literally like a dozen times. I had to call the cops on this guy cause he would follow me around. Also, uh, Albuquerque is a small, basically a small town. Everybody knows everybody. And he grew up here and I didn't. So he, he would have his friends, I, I would, uh, he, the dude, the, the dude would, would show up just out of nowhere. Like once every month or so I'd be somewhere in some parking lot and the dude just show up and pull up next to me and uh, harass me. And what, what, what he was doing is his friends were saying, Hey, they'd call him and say, Hey dude, uh, your baby mama ex is wherever. And then he would show up and harass me. So anyway, so I'm out in the, the forest camping where, uh, this, this dude likes to go there too, uh, near, uh, Hamas Springs, um, the hot springs there. Hamas Mountains in uh, New Mexico. Uh, and I'm up there camping for an extended period of time for, I, I like to camp for weeks at a time. And I'm in, and this time I'm, I'm not, I didn't set up my tent. I'm sleeping in the back of my pickup truck with a, with a metal topper on it. And I'm laying in bed. It's like seven thirty eight in the morning, I'm about to get up. And all of a sudden, bam, something hits the metal topper, you know, like a, like a rock, like a rock or something. And so I just lay there and another 30 seconds, minute later, bam, another one hits. And that keeps and that, that that keeps happening about every twenty, thirty seconds, forty five seconds for like ten ten minutes or so. Oh. And I, and oh, that's I, a little scary. I, I'd be thinking Bigfoot. Yeah. I, yeah. Right, right. Well, this this dude is as ugly as Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, he knows who he is. So I so I'm you know, after the third or fourth one I, I try to uh 
Uh, I try to uh, like peek out the, 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 pull the curtain back just a little bit and peek out and see if I can see who's out there throwing rocks at my topper because that's in my mind is somebody's out there picking up rocks and throwing my topper. Yeah. And there would like be, it. and there, there, yeah. And there'd only be really one reason for doing that. As I uh, alluded to with the, with the narration about the dude and I, I couldn't see anybody uh, anywhere. So I just laid there until it stopped, which took about 15, 20 minutes. And then I, I after it was quiet for like five minutes, 10 minutes without any noise, I got out of the back end of the truck and looked around, you know, no, nobody around, bright, sunny day. And then so I started doing my thing, and within a minute or two, bam! And, 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 and a pine cone bounces off of my, uh, <laughs> off the topper. And I look up, and there's this little red squirrel, literally 60 feet up in the tree that's above my truck. <laughs> and and, and you, you would never have guessed that red squirrels were so smart. Because you would think that a little, you know, a little uh, animal like that would, uh, he wants a pine cone to eat the pine nuts, he would go up and he would get one and he would bring it down. But no, they're smart enough, they go up there and they cut them all down. They drop, they, they cut them, <laughs> drop them, cut them, drop them, cut them, drop them. And then they go down on the ground and pick them all up. Oh, wow. Aww, that's, that's cute. That's cute, yeah. That's so did fun. you empty a clip at him? <laughs> I, if I had, well, I, no, I'm not as dumb as a cop. I, I, I don't shoot at things uh, that, that I haven't positively identified what they are. So I you like the back of a car? Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, like a dude locked in the back of the car. Um, yeah, no, so I, no, I didn't empty my my clip into anybody. That is so sad. I mean, not sad. Um, it's sad that the cop situation, so I think that's why I said that, but that's pretty funny. I mean, it sucks that the situation you were in, in life dealing with that guy all the time is, um, it made it make sense that somebody would be throwing rocks at your car. That sucks and everything. Yeah. But I found it even funnier that it was a squirrel. Cause I just figured you were going to yeah. say, oh, acorns were falling by themselves out of a tree, but it was a squirrel uh, throwing them down. Yeah. It was, it, I, I even, I even laughed about it. And there was uh, a buddy of mine was camping with me at that, at, on that day. He was camped like, I don't know, a hundred, hundred yards down, uh, in the woods further down. And, and he could hear it too. And he, he, he when I talked to him after that, you know, like 10, 15 minutes after that, I got out of the truck. He, he's like, yeah, I heard that too. I'm like, he said, he said, I'm like, well, what the hell is that Dave up to now? <laughs> well, so, I mean, if you're saying somebody heard it from a, a distance, maybe this can get louder than like we were thinking when we were reading the story. And maybe it was a squirrel that threw the acorn in the cop um, case, in the cop story we were talking about earlier, maybe it made it even louder than you would think. Just you know, an acorn falling. Maybe he really threw it with his little squirrely arm muscle. With his, his little paws, yeah, yeah. So and, you know, it could it, it actually could have been multiple gunshots. It could the squirrel could have been like bam, 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 and the <laughs> cop would have really freaked, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, squirrels are like so smart I, I feel like they're really smart um, one time there was this huge squirrel there were just giant squirrels in San Antonio I think it's probably just like a city thing like they're going around eating trash they were so big and um, sometimes they seemed a little rabid like in a, like not like they had rabies but they were they're just, nothing but hairy tailed tree rats yeah and they have like muscles and they're way bigger than a rat and um, so there was this one that was just in a tree and it was like staring at me and my dog coconut while i'm trying to take a walk with him and i just felt like it was way too close it wasn't like way up in the tree it was like way too close so i was like i'll just scare this little guy off and i uh threw like a rock towards him not like actually trying to hit him but like just to hit the branches around him to make him scared to run away and he started just like screaming cussing at me in squirrel language seriously <laughs> like yeah, 
Yeah, they, was, call that, they call that barking. They, the squir- squirrels, when they make that sound, it's called a bark. He was huh. creeping he was me out. It literally looked exactly like you would if you were making a cartoon and a squirrel was cussing someone out from the tree. That's what he looked like. He's, he was yeah, seriously well, scary. He, that's what he was doing. In another time, um, at that same apartment complex I lived in with the giant squirrels, I was sitting on a bench and um, my dog was just running around off his leash because he was in a dog park that was in the apartment complex. And... Um, these two squirrels, I guess, were fighting in the trees. I didn't even notice them until they literally both fell together, like entangled, like almost by my feet. Like, I always think back to that. And I think if the squirrel had landed on me, they probably would have been like scratching me, freaking out in their mm-hmm. like fight. Yeah. And then after that, I was really afraid to walk under the trees. If a squirrel <laughs> fight could just fall in my lap. That was so creepy. <laughs> it's a little crazy. <laughs> They're cute at scary little creatures because yeah. they're not as smart. Or until, or I, just remembered a, I remembered another thing that same squirrel did. I mean, literally the same squirrel. I had, um, that was back when, right, right after uh, when, when this whole thing began with my kids. And I, I had a, uh, a little, like, a one-year-old, uh, one-and-a-half-year-old, two-year-old uh, kid's T-shirt in my, in my truck uh, that I had with my kids. And what I did is, is I had put it over the headrest on the back of the driver's seat to, to keep the, the sun from sun rotting it. And, and I had pulled it out off of there one day and I think I washed it and then hung it up on like the, the, the rear view mirror uh, outside the truck or something. And, and the thing disappeared. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and then literally, uh, it was either the next year or two years later, cause I go camping in the exact same spot year after year. It was either a year or two or two years later, I found where it went to. And it was hanging on a limb about 20 feet up in one of those pine trees where the squirrel had a nest and it had holes chewed in it. Aww. The squirrel had stolen it to take up to his nest to use it as bedding. Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty cute. That is pretty. That's pretty funny. and yeah? pretty cute. The squirrels in my <laughs> neighborhood, they crazy. That is crazy. They <laughs> save food by putting them in like the. Um, windows of my house so very often mm-hmm. I'll find like it looks almost like they chew it up so it will stick like they're really smart and um, <laughs> it'll be there for a few months I don't mess with it because it's just their squirrel biscuit whatever the heck it is <laughs> and um, one day uh, my sister's in the kitchen and a squirrel was banging on the window out of nowhere it, this isn't like this is the first floor and it's not by a tree it was jumping up and hitting the window and getting mad and it did like three times until it realized mm-hmm. it was at the wrong window went to the other window was like oh there's my biscuit and walked away with it that's hilarious yeah that, well, that actually reminds me that reminds me of another squirrel story <laughs> I thought you were gonna I, I thought you were gonna say the same thing because I know somebody who um, squirrel was banging in the window and wouldn't stop and they went outside and, and the squirrel baby had fallen out of the tree and the squirrel was actually uh, uh, seeking help oh. uh, from the homeowner to help with the babies that had fallen out of the tree. That is so cute. Thank you for the call, uh, David. That was a refreshing call. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. 
And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. USA News Update. Sex and money taking center stage in the hearing regarding the potential removal of D.A. Fonnie Willis from Donald Trump's Georgia election case. A Trump co-defendant alleges that Willis financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade, who allegedly treated her to luxurious vacations. Wade claims that Willis contributed financially but lacks deposit slips to substantiate the payments. He also acknowledged a sexual relationship with Willis. Climate activists dumped red powder on the cases holding the U.S. Constitution displayed in the National Archives in Washington. Washington, D.C. The two men posted a video on X standing in front of their mess saying, We all deserve clean air, water, food, and a livable climate. The FDA has issued a recall for close to 60 products found to contain tainted dairy. A widespread listeria outbreak has been traced back to cheese, yogurt, and sour cream produced by Rizzo Lopez Foods and distributed under various brand names. John Schaefer, USA News. February is Heart Month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. 
Radio that you control. That means that you can call in for this last segment of Free Talk Live anytime you want and bring up whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 is the phone number to call here. That's 603-283-6160. And it's myself, Bonnie, Riley, and Mark on the show tonight. But Riley, first, you wanted to let the listeners know about something that you have going on here, um, sort of locally in New Hampshire. That's right. So on April 20th, I am holding a 420 rally at the State Capitol building. So in Concord, New Hampshire, of course, at 420, we'll have our, our 420 rally and... We're going to celebrate cannabis. We're going to celebrate its use in society and culture. And I'm inviting anyone to come out. You can mark your calendars for April 20th this year. Of course, we're going to do a 420 rally and come out and join us. So, yeah, come out and enjoy some um, earth um, plant medicine is what I meant to say with yeah. Riley. And even if you don't partake, like I, I don't need anymore. Um, I still go to 420 rallies and hang out with people. It's a good place to meet libertarians or it is. It's a good place to meet libertarians and meet people who enjoy cannabis. We're going to have plant medicine together and enjoy talking and hanging out. So thanks for that, Riley. And um, Mark, you had this story from The Hill. I thought it was a pretty interesting headline, at least. I don't know if you have it up. I do if you don't. Yeah, I've got it. Um, apparently, Americans... But you can go right ahead if you want. Oh, no, you can go ahead and read it, but the Ameri- uh, it says Americans IQs may now be falling. Yep. So from thehill.com, and I, people are always talking about IQs changing. The idea is, is that this is supposed to be static, right? Like the average person's intelligence is supposed to be 100, and why would that change? Hmm. Well, one of the reasons is we don't use leaded fuel anymore. But What does that mean? Well, leaded fuel, uh, there is no safe amount of lead, and uh, leaded fuel caused a whole bunch of problems in in America Hmm. for a long time just to get rid of engine knock, basically. Going on, a new study of human intelligence posits a narrative that may surprise the general public. American IQs rose dramatically over the past century, and now they seem to be falling. Cognitive abilities declined between 2006 and 2018 across four uh, broad domains of intelligence. The study found uh, researchers tracked falling scores in logic, vocabulary, visual, and mathematical problem-solving and analogies. The latter category familiar to anyone who did the old SAT. Yes, there were a lot of analogies on that. Hmm. I like the the ACT. I don't know why Utah um, does ACT. Like, I feel like I've never even met anyone else who did it. Did you take the SAT, Riley? I don't remember. Hmm. I probably did take the the SAT and the ACT. I took them both. Yeah. And they... Did their school? Did your school have you do the ASVAB too? Um, no, that was like optional. I could have if I wanted to, uh, but I was never ever yeah. going to join the military. I don't know if it was optional in ours. I think we had a day to do it and just go do it. So anyway, uh, no, I took both the a- ACT and the SAT in a twelve-year um, span. One thing I had thought, sorry, um, about your I, your question where you said, "Isn't it supposed to be static?" and um, average is supposed to always stay average. Maybe in the world, 
there is still such thing as a static normal average and maybe the United States is just going way down? Well, I tend to think that people don't have to think as much as they used to. They may know more, but they may not be able to think as well. And I don't know. Uh, it's one of the things with my son's school is, is I've been very adamant. I don't care what you memorize, and I don't care about little lists that you know. The idea that I can spit off a bunch of helping verbs is not a particularly useful trait. Uh, rattling off Luke 2 isn't useful either. But I, what I want is, is for him to be able to critically think, to learn, to learn how to learn, and those are the things that I'm looking for because you're going to learn your whole life. You're going to, you know, like, where do you go to get information? Here's a little piece of information. Stop asking small group primates the answer to questions. You have the sum total of human knowledge and a computer in your house. Go look it up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, Whatever my answer is to a question, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. It's just how authoritatively I give it. The answer is online. And so the best search engine is a search search engine. The second best is YouTube. So you'll figure out pretty much everything that way. I, I often find myself thinking about um, like texting someone like, and I'm like, why would I do that? I have Google. But isn't that kind of counter to what you're saying about not having to think? I I think that if you know where to find things, a smart man knows where to find things. Mm -hmm. And so that's that. But uh, IQ has basically become problem solving. Hmm. So anyway, in the 12-year span, IQ scores dipped up to two points in three areas of declining performance. Uh, The scores declined across age groups education levels and genders with the steepest drops among them among younger and less educated test takers iqs rose in just one area spatial reasoning a set of problems that measure the mind's ability to analyze three-dimensional objects which i find interesting i mean what's the explanation for that maybe because people care more about sports than um reading and stuff so they're like able to I, i'm not sure if this is really what spatial reasoning means but maybe it has something to do with it. like oh what would i do w- would i turn left or right if that ball is heading towards me i don't know i'm very not athletic so um i probably would score really low on that kind of um reasoning intelligence well, i don't know at first i would say an architect is very good at this hmm. but i think a quarterback is too hmm. so that would, make yeah. sense. that would make sense that a quarterback would have to be good at spatial reasoning since they've got to be able to analyze the field, look at the yep. look at their team players and figure out, okay, if I throw this ball this way, this guy could be able to catch it. I'm the type of... I remember seeing the most amazing piece of video. Um, I, I know our chat room at chat.freetalklive.com will tell me all about it, but... It was a David Letterman show, and I think it was Joe Montana that he had on. And he basically brought Joe Money out to the parking lot, and he had these taxi cabs circling around out in New York City with their windows back window open. And what Joe Money had to do was throw the ball into the back window of a taxi cab, and he hit all three. I don't yeah. know how far it was, maybe 30 yards or something. That's crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. 
The study, authored by researchers at the Northwestern University and the University of Oregon, appeared in the May-June issue of the Journal of Intelligence. The researchers across the globe have been tracking an apparent decline in human IQs starting around the turn of millennium. Theories abound as to why scores are dropping, but the smart money says that our cognitive skills have plateaued, teetering into an area of intellectual lethargy. If you want to ascribe blame, I just pulled off lethargy. I must be doing pretty good here. If you want to ascribe blame, look no further than this screen. Cognitive researchers hypothesize that uh, smartphones, smart speakers, autocomplete, artificial intelligence, Wi-Fi, runaway social media, they've all conspired to supplant the higher functions of the human brain. And in its quest for labor-saving tech, the world may be dumbing itself down. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it continues to go on. It's a rather lengthy article, but we have now gotten the meat of it all. I just don't know if I trust IQ tests. I I don't know. It just, whenever I hear people talking about, oh, this and that IQ, it's never that, what is the word, like, um, it doesn't very, it doesn't really convince me very much. It's not very convincing. People like to say, like, oh, this group is the most intelligent, that group is least intelligent, and it's like, well, why can I walk around around and find... um, I mean, like, as long as I can walk around and find intelligent, you know, uh, people to talk to of all those groups, like, why does it even matter? Why is it even conversation? I don't know. It's... By the way, our chat room did find the video, and it is uh, it is Joe Montana uh, with uh, taxi cabs going by. Okay, uh, so it's very impressive. Perfect. Going on with the story, which uh, is right here. We're all getting super lazy in our cognition. This is two points, by the way, that we've dropped in the United States, uh, because it's super easy to do everything, said Ruth Karpunsky, a California psychologist who studies IQ. We're using Waze and Google Maps to get where we need to go, and we're losing our whole sense of compass. Now, this may be it. I, I can't remember reading this initially when I looked at it, but, you know, Americans can't find where they're going. I can't figure out where I'm going anymore. Um, I mean, I'm a guy who used to be able to watch the signs, and I'd have the AAA trip tick, and I I was ready to go. And now, you know, it's just, oh, Google said turn left. I guess I'll turn left. Um, It sounds like there's definitely a dependence on technology that has caused us to think less and analyze less, and that well, I mean, problematic. wouldn't you be using a map or something? It's not like you would just figure it out, right? Well, to some extent, you do have to. You did have to figure it out because you needed to use the signs and that kind of thing. You know, Google will get you when there's three choices of where to turn. They'll do much better at having you pick which one it is. So it's that sort of being able to discern without Google that I, see I think you're saying. So when there's like a couple roads that are veering off together, they all look like any one of them could be the left turn. You're saying like figuring out which one it is. I think probably. Yeah. When I had, um, okay. So well, I have the same car, but the car I drive now is the car that was always Ian's car. It doesn't have, um, a compass in it. It doesn't say like in my old car used to drive. It always said, um, it would turn 
like there'd be a, a north, south, east, or west like letter that would pop right. up on my rear view mirror if I was going south. It would say S, for example. And I used that more than one time to figure out how to get back from where I came from or whatever. I was always paying attention to that. Just not having that in Ian's car completely makes me dependent on Google. I, I need to just go put that in my car. But also, I can't get used to Pretty much every car. auto parts store, any... Uh, you know, they're, they're all Autos Plus or whatever they're called. O'Reilly's is what comes to mind. I just don't think about my car existing unless I'm already in need of it. So, like, I'm in the sure. car and then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no compass in here. But it's too late at that point. But um, also, I just don't really um, want to have to get used to driving myself all the time. I just want Ian to get out of jail and drive me around again. Well, I want that, too. But it'll be a while, I think. Yeah, I think all of us want that for you, Bonnie. I think all of us want Ian to come out of prison and everything to be good again. I think that um, one thing about it is the judge could have just given him um, house arrest because he was already on house arrest this whole time. And that's what's so annoying. It's like he wouldn't even have to even be allowed to do anything. He could be only allowed to stay in his house and I could get groceries for him and it would be fine. The United States um, taxpayers wouldn't be paying for him his, um, you know, hot dogs and beans that he thinks are so good or um, whatever (laughs) other prison food that he's eating that he thinks is so great. Giant cans of beans. Giant cans of beans. Uh, Yeah. Uh, People in the United States just don't get house arrest. It sounds like they're getting away with it. Um, in a in a situation where, like Ian was, where there was actually no victim. Now, Ian specifically requested of the judge that the money that he surrendered be given to the scam victims that he didn't know were scammed and that lied to him and a whole variety of other things. And I think that, that was a laudable thing. Yeah, they thing. were scammed by other people, and they used Ian to facilitate the scam without his knowledge. So, go ahead. Right. But when it just comes to a criminal, either you can throw him in jail or you can put him in house arrest. And what is the value to uh, prison? Are they learning something about good behavior in prison? Because the notion that if you take bad people and surround them by other bad people, find government bureaucrats to treat them badly and take as much stuff from them as possible and milk their families for as much money to communicate with them as possible and then release them with no counseling whatsoever, that they're going to act in a good manner is the most short-sighted and stupid thing out there. It is. Um, And and people don't realize that. People think that, oh, prison's going to be a good thing for people but it's not i don't think they think that i think they think he did something bad and i want something bad to happen to him yeah. it's like they're a bunch of monkeys throwing yeah. poo at you at the zoo i know <laughs> that's a good analogy it's like they're a bunch of children who don't um they just think that everything is so black and white and it's really stupid they think that um a lot of people think that ian is bad you see it on twitter all the time just because they read a headline and the thing is the entire court transcript has been posted online by ian and no one cares enough to read about it they just want to be mad like a lot of children i think just like want reasons to be mad like they go walk around like sulking looking for something to be mad about it's it's just they've um, turned into reactionaries they just want something to react to something short and small to digest and then they can react to it and say oh ian's a bad bad man lock him up 
I see a lot of people on Twitter, for instance, that are just – they just cheer on somebody who you know, has been caught for something. They execute them and these sorts of things. And these people clearly have no experience with how this uh, stuff really works. The idea that Bukele, um, who in El Salvador is locking up anybody who looks like a criminal, that's terrifying, to be that's honest. terrifying, yeah. If – you look like a criminal. You need to be locked up. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but if one day somebody, it could be you that looks like a criminal. Yeah. If anybody just claims that you're a criminal and uh, snitches on you, then there were uh, instances. I don't know that it's like happening every day or happening um, very constantly or anything, but there were instances where there was nothing other than somebody said, oh, she's a criminal. She's a gang member, whatever. And, and then yep. they were snatched up and put in prison. It's terrifying. And... Just think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it for a second. You or somebody you love works at a job, works at a school, you know, finds young people, whatever it is, and then one of those people, whomever they might be, just says, they raped me. I can tell you that uh, you know the, the comments section will turn on you in an instant. Yeah. That's all somebody oh, yeah. has to do has to do is say they raped me. Yep. You don't have to have been in the same state, and that's why we have a legal system. And the legal system doesn't get used. People don't go to trial. Legal uh, Ian was one of the first trials in that building in over a year. It was the wow. first trial in over a year in that same building. Yeah, because people don't do it. Yeah, people don't want to spend the time in court. They just want to get it over with. It seems like. It, well, there, and it's wise. Um, if you had, if he had to sit in jail the whole time, it would have what two, two years or something yeah. uh, from start to finish. It would have been terrible. Um, but is it much worse than, than having to sit in jail anyway, and then now having an ability to appeal? I mean, well, jail you don't get about. good time. You know that's the the difficult part, and you can appeal, uh, but. So you, know, you know as well as I do that it's it's going to be two years before an appeal goes through. So that's why Arya had said that like you don't get your good time until you um, get to prison and take this survey. But yep. there's a, a different prisoner that actually went to the same prison. So there's a inmate at Ian's jail. He went to the same prison as Arya and he did the whole being held in Boscoin, um at the county jail there until he finally got moved into the prison so he was telling Ian all about it and Ian um said something about oh you don't get your good time and this guy was like oh no no it all counts like all all of the time you have in jail counts towards your um FSA credits and good time but but well I don't have an answer to that right. um all I can tell you is is when uh my experience with Florida state prison system mm -hmm. is that when they handed out what they called gain time at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, they only did it to people who were within the prison system. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't tell you what would happen if you went to prison and then had to go back to jail for some kind of sen sentencing or something. But mm -hmm. you would have had to have gone to prison t to, to begin the whole process. Maybe, Otherwise, you got day for day. Maybe that... Um, what you're saying is the case with like good time, but maybe it's just FSA. So FSA is called... Um, Oh, I forgot what that actually is now, but FSA is something that the feds um, came out with. Man, I don't remember what the heck it is now. Um, Doesn't matter. So it, it is just some thing that the feds came up with just like a couple years ago that 
it only takes off up to like six months of your sentence anyway. I, uh, Ian found out like he found all the rules in the law library about it. It's not as good as it sounds. It's like six months off in total. Yeah. So uh, the feds have long had an 85% rule where you had to do 85% of your time. I don't know what's going to happen with Ian. I'm not making any predictions. Uh, I hope for the best. Uh, Aria would know better than uh, I would. And I know you get a chance to talk to her now and then. Yeah. So, um, is that all we had to say about the IQ scores? Well, ladies and gentlemen, your uh, IQ is, it looks like IQs are, have risen over time. And now maybe it's the screens that are causing them to drop a little bit. I thought that the idea that they were going up was good. And I'd certainly take 30 IQ points upward to lose to. <laughs> Oh, oh, so yeah. you're only losing the, the United States has only lost two. So ultimately, it's still up since a hundred yeah. years ago. But and um, I had actually heard about the whole lead thing, but it, it had to, I had to jog my memory. I hadn't like talked about or heard that in a while, and it is really scary to think of um, just like a whole country of people being lead poisoned in the paint, in the baby toys, in the gasoline. Well, yeah, it, I mean, lead poisoning was ubiquitous uh, for a long time, and. Nobody ever told you, like, so the danger. I mean, I remember as a kid thinking that washing your hands in gasoline to get, like, oil off and things like that was a good thing. This is leaded fuel, and that is not good for the brain. No, it's not. Wait, you did that? Yeah. You wash your hands in lead? In gasoline, leaded fuel. Whoa. Apparently, um, in one of the houses that I lived in, there was lead paint, and... I would sit there and peel it off the walls. And uh, so I had that. I had multiple concussions. And I still think I'm not that stupid. Well, lead paint is sweet. And Mm. kids were notorious for chewing on the chips. Um. I don't think I was doing that. It was like it would come off kind of stretchy. And I was not supposed to be doing this. It was just like satisfying. And I was like a five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Five-year-olds. Everybody's peeled paint and enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, now, I don't when you have to do it for a job, it's the worst homeowner job ever. You, what would be the reason to peel it instead of? I guess if it's already like bumpy, bumpy at that point. I guess if you want to repaint a room, you'd want to peel it. Yeah. So the best, uh, the best thing to do when you have a, a repainting situation is to take off as much of the old paint as you can to sand. Sometimes you sand the paint in and that kind of thing, and then you paint over it all. You get a better uh, result. If you just paint over everything, oh. Over and over again, you get this obvious look to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is definitely the case. And my house is a hundred and I don't know. It was um, built in. I almost said born in eighteen ninety. Eighteen eighty. Okay, eighteen eighty eight. I thought. Oh, I think Ian says eighteen ninety, but either way. Um, so in some of the rooms, I can't even really tell in here because there's too much stuff on the walls. It's almost like it's been, uh, what, what is the word? Um, Wallpapered and then painted. Wallpapered and then painted. Also, um, like caulk, when you like fill in a hole in the wall, has yeah. just been put all over it. So it's like the edges of the walls aren't even like a flush. Like they're more like... Yeah. Um, rounded. Rounded, yeah. Because people have just painted and painted and caulked it or whatever um patched it up and stuff yeah i think that in that house which i've spent a lot of time uh that there is a great deal of paint coats of paint on that wall and that's what you're seeing yeah so what they call high hide paint so it's very thick 
So we did bring up the whole El Salvador thing. And one thing I was going to ask you, Marcus, since you've been there. Oh, oh it's, it, the show is over. I didn't realize we didn't, we didn't have that is much more time yet. <laughs> yeah. I know. Time has just been going really time fast today. Fast. Thank you for listening. Right, we'll talk about El Salvador next week. All right, let's do it. It's Free Talk, talk Live, and you can find more at freetalklive.com. Thanks for listening, and peace. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. 